Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. Praise the Lord. So today we are continuing on that on that message. Yeah, we are continuing on that message on repentance. Now, what did I say last week is the major trigger of repentance. Last week I told you that repentance, the Greek word metanoia. And metanoia means afterthought. Okay? Meta. The first part of the, the word meta, M-E-T-A, meta means after. And noia means to think. So after you think. Okay? When you think after, that is what triggers repentance. But there's something important in the process of repentance. And it's called understanding. So when you hear the gospel, and then you understand that it triggers repentance. In fact, the, the, the common definition of repentance simply means change of mind. So when you hear, then you change your mind. In other words, no one can truly repent if there's no reason for repentance. The person has to hear the reason for a change of mind. Okay? So today, since understanding is the major trigger for repentance, we're going to learn about three kinds of understanding today. We have three kinds of understanding. So it's not just about one type of understanding, but three kinds of understanding. So please take the notes. I'm going to teach you a lot of things today. Amen. I, I quickly figured out and I realized that understanding is so important to God. If you want to go to the next level in your faith, you must develop the heart of understanding. The reason many people are not, you see, the, the reason a lot of people are not in church today is because they lack understanding. I'm being honest with you. And after today's teaching, there will be no single day you will sit at home when we are having church service. You're going to understand it. Understanding is the trigger for every action we, we take in the body of Christ. So the first kind of understanding I'll be looking, on, looking at this morning is what we actually learned last week. And that understanding in the Greek is called noyo. 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 N-O-E-O. Noyo. It comes from nous. The Greek word nous. N-O-U-S. Nous. Now, this word simply means to become aware. To perceive. To perceive means to become aware. Alright? So there's an, an understanding that comes when you become aware. You know, for example, you don't know something. And the moment you hear about a thing, you become aware. So, oh, is that the case? Alright. That moment you hear that thing, understanding will come. In fact, metanoia uses this kind of understanding. In other words, 
Repentance is triggered the moment you become aware of something. You must change your ways the moment you become aware of something. For example, you know, when the gospel is preached to those who live in darkness, and then like Jesus exclaimed in the book of Matthew chapter 4, he says, to those who sit in darkness, light has dawned. The moment they become aware that the light of God has come, it must trigger repentance. The moment you become aware that light is now available in place of darkness, you must have a change of heart, a change of mind. Something must change in your life. So as soon as you hear the word of God, it must trigger repentance. And noose, noia means to think, to have this understanding of awareness, to perceive. Are you getting it? So when you do not know something and then you got hold of that information, Oh wow, wow, this comes with an understanding, and then by just hearing that message, you must have a turnaround. If God tells you that by His stripes you are healed, and then you are sick in your body, you didn't know that Jesus has already taken your sickness away. You may not know, but the moment that message comes to you, I've become aware that I am not supposed to be sick. In fact, do you know that you are responsible for what happens in your body? Do you know? You are responsible. I mean, the devil cannot just come and dump malaria on your body and then the next thing you do, what is wrong with you? I'm sick of malaria. Ah, the moment you declare those words, you are speaking out of an understanding that it is true that you, are, you, you have become a, a receptacle of that disease in your body. But if you also speak out of the same understanding that by the stripes of Jesus, you have been healed, that disease will leave you. Now, I'm going to read certain scriptures for you to understand. The truth of the matter is that no true child of God can bear any fruit of the Spirit when you lack understanding. You cannot. The reason a lot of people don't do the things of the Spirit is because they lack understanding. Why wouldn't you pray? You don't have the understanding that prayer is important. Imagine you get up in the morning and you don't talk to anyone. Very soon you talk, you don't talk, you don't talk, you don't talk, you don't talk. The next time you open your mouth, the flies that will gather around your mouth. The flies, they will gather around your mouth. Say, ah, something is smelling here. Because you have not opened your mouth for one week. You know why? Prayer is the talking medium or the communication medium of the spirit. If you are not praying, then you are not talking to your father. You are not even instructing angels. You are not commanding them. Because angels are waiting to hear from you. What should I do for you? There are angels that are sent from above. And there are angels that have been assigned to you specifically. Until you open your mouth to even pray. Your angels are just there. They are dormant. They don't, they don't they say, God, he has not sent me. He hasn't said anything for me to do. So I'm also standing there waiting for him. Are you getting it? That is why a lot of you, certain things don't happen in your life. Not because they don't have to happen. Because you, you have said nothing. Amen. Let's go. First Timothy, sorry. Let's start reading some scriptures. First Timothy chapter number one. First Timothy chapter number one. Amen. I read from verse number five. First Timothy chapter number one. I read from verse number five. It says. Now, the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, 
from a good conscience and from sincere faith. From which some have been strayed, have turned aside to idle talk, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor the things which they affirm. Now, there were some people, you know, even today in our modern day church, there are some people who desire to teach the law and they don't understand what they are saying. They lack news. They, they, they have not become aware of what they are talking about. He said the purpose of the law is love. The purpose. And didn't Jesus even say that? Jesus said, for the whole law is summed up into two things. That you love the Lord your God with all your heart and everything and love your neighbors yourself. Love. The summarization of the entire law is to love. But people who did not have a proper understanding of the law took advantage of certain clauses in the law and then went about doing evil. They desired to be teachers of the law and they lacked understanding of the law. So they end up rather causing more problem than good. Say understanding. Understanding is accepting and receiving the knowledge you have acquired in such a way that it has settled. There's no ambiguity. You don't have any doubt in your mind. It has dissolved all your questions. There's nothing more for you to ask. You have properly understood. Oh, is that the case? Yes, Lord. I understand. Are you getting it? It is this understanding that triggers repentance. Amen. So if you understand that prayer is important, I don't have to come and tell you to pray because you know that prayer is important. You wake up and you pray yourself. If you understand that studying the Bible is important, I don't have to come and tell you because you understand that studying of the scriptures is important. Are you getting what I'm teaching you? So that is what you need to know. Amen. Joshua. Now let's, now, now, let's not go to Joshua yet. Go to John chapter number 12. John chapter number 12. John chapter number 12. Praise the Lord. Look at what he says. I read from verse 37. John chapter number 12 from verse number 37. He said, but although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him. Could you imagine? That the word of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spoke, saying, Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, because Isaiah said again, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand, they should perceive with their heart and turn so that i should heal them so the reason the people did not believe was that they lack understanding now this is it yesterday i drew up a formula and the formula is this the first thing that happens to everyone is that the person have to now first of all hear a message hear the gospel when the gospel is heard the person must move to the point of understanding when the person understands, then it will trigger belief. Remember, belief means persuasion. Are you getting it? So if I hear, like you are hearing me teach right now, and you understand, you will end up believing. 
until you understand you will never believe until you understand you will never be persuaded to take an action so hearing is one part understanding is a major part and then it will move to the point where you now believe the reason people don't believe what we are saying is because they don't understand the moment you understand what you are hearing i tell you it will trigger repentance it will change your mind why are you even wearing what you are wearing why did you go and buy that thing you wanted to buy because you heard an advert and then when you heard the advert the advert said if you buy this thing it will do so so and so for you now you understood it that it will do the thing for you then you took the next step to you went to the market and purchased the item if you never understood what the advertiser was saying you wouldn't have gone to the market to look for that thing so understanding is what triggers your belief and then when you believe you find yourself doing it that is why when you come to church what you must guard your heart is to guard the understanding that is coming with the word because the devil will only steal the word from your heart when you lack understanding it is only when you lack understanding is when the devil will steal the word amen somebody so awareness is an understanding i became aware okay i became aware i understood that this is the situation for example let's look at hebrews chapter 11 hebrews chapter number 11 hebrews chapter 11 look at verse number three he said by faith in other words through faith we understand we have the news we have the mental assent that the worlds were framed by the word of god so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible so what happened was that by faith paul was saying we understood it is through faith it is through the word of god that we have that we now understand that the worlds were created with the word of god they were not created with material that are seen so when science is telling you that the world came out of a big bang theory you don't know what they are talking about because they don't have understanding of spiritual things they only have understanding of scientific things so they want to use scientific things to explain how the world came about some people say the world have existed billions of years others say it has existed millions of years yet another people say it has existed thousands of years whatever it is we don't want to have or meddle ourselves with scientific understanding all that we know is that by faith we know that the world of the worlds were created by the word of god that is what we know when we read genesis chapter one the bible says in the beginning and then god said let there be light and there was light and god started creating everything that is all that we understand we don't have any other understanding so if your understanding will sit from god and then move to the scientific realm what you are doing is that you have abandoned your real understanding and you are going after an understanding which is not of your father are you here with me amen so news or knowing is an important aspect of our understanding journey in fact that is the first phase of understanding when i become aware of something imagine you did not know that when you lay your hands on the sick 
the person can be healed you you never were aware of that you were not aware of it and then you came to church and i taught you so powerfully that listen if you lay your hands on the sick the person can be healed that moment if you became aware of that thing say oh really remember last week i said the story of um benson in Daosa. i think the pastors i was sharing with benson in Daosa. in Daosa, the only thing that led him to start raising people from the dead was that he went to church one day and then he heard the pastor saying that you can raise the dead in the name of jesus now he never knew that he could raise the dead in the name of jesus when he went to church that morning and the pastor taught he became aware he had some understanding that he can raise the dead in the name of jesus so after service when the church was done he went to the pastor and said pastor did you really say that i can raise the dead in the name of jesus is that all that it takes and the pastor said yes that is all that it takes and he said thank you sir he left church that day on his bicycle touring the whole town looking for someone who is dead just to apply what he has now understood that in the name of jesus someone can come out from the dead he combed the whole city until last minute he found one young lady who was dead he went into the house pleaded with the parents i can bring your child back to life he gave him the permission he went into the room prayed for the young lady came out with the young lady alive his understanding of what he heard brought about a miracle that he never knew that he could perform i see you going to the next level because of your understanding of spiritual things in the mighty name of jesus amen say aware ephesians chapter number three ephesians chapter number three ephesians chapter number three now i read verse number four ephesians chapter number three now he said verse four by which when you read no no you will not get it well please can we go back one verse one verse look into your bible what if i'm reading newspaper to you read into your bible all right let's go back to verse number three how that by revelation he made known to me the mysteries as i have briefly written already he said verse four now by which when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mysteries of christ paul was telling the church of at ephesus that listen i have written certain revelations to you until you read them you will not have you will not become aware of my mysteries my the revelations that i have about christ when you study the scriptures you become aware and so see, there are many believers who don't know that they have power over sin they don't have power over the devil because they have not become aware of what jesus has made available to them they are not aware that is why when you come to church you don't come to church with with some you come to church seriously because you know it is in church that you become aware of what the lord has made available to you are you getting what i'm teaching you so awareness is important if we don't create awareness many people will still be in darkness and that is why we go out there and preach the gospel that is why we go out there and tell people that jesus christ came to die on their behalf so that they don't end up dying again 
Are you getting what I'm teaching you? The day I became aware that, oh, you know what? I can live in this physical body without tasting death. The day that revelation came to me, I said, wow, this is serious. Then I started thinking about it. And immediately I had a repentant mind. At first, I also thought that, well, we all would die one day. I've also prayed before that hey, no one would die prematurely. And one day the Holy Spirit said to me, He said, That scripture you have been quoting, you have been quoting it wrong. I said, You shall not die. I didn't say you shall not die prematurely. I, I became aware. I said, God, we have been quoting it wrongly. But we have been saying, You shall not die prematurely. He said, You shall not die. It was an emphatic statement. But you shall live and declare the glory of the Lord. That is what the word says. Then I said, ah, I became aware. I said, Lord, oh, so premature death is not even in the language of God. Premature death is not in the language of God. Shout, I shall not die. That is the understanding I'm living by. I'm not living by understanding that, oh, I'm not even premature death. You're not even that premature death to even think about dying. Are you getting the understanding here? Are you in church? So what you hear brings you an awareness. And then it triggers repentance. If you hear or you become aware of the truth of the gospel and then you don't change your mind, then you are a full-fledged rebel. You are a rebel, a rebel leader. Because you have heard the word and you say me, mm, matikra me ye. Matikra me ye. Amen. We are telling you don't fornicate and then you go and say let me taste this more. The day will come where the Holy Ghost himself will deliver me. Ah, which other deliverance are you looking for? Master? Which, which other one? You have heard the word. You have heard the throat oh. They say no, no, no. Ah, Apostle doesn't want me to enjoy. I mean, God did me when we ask him kakra. We need an era. I should tell you, say, Chad, you are a lost person. We need an iron to call you winning. Are you here with me? You see the things that trigger repentance. As soon as you hear the good news, is it that you say that if every other sin that you sin, eh, you sin outside your body. But the sin of fornication, you sin against your own body. Have you thought about it? Or you were not aware? Now you know. First Corinthians chapter 7. I'm not reading. Go home and read it. Every other sin you sin, you sin outside your body. But the sin of fornication, you sin against your body. So you are destroying your body. Uh huh. You are not aware. Now you know. So those people who think that, Charlie, let me line up the girls and be changing them like I'm changing my panties. As you are changing them, you are changing your body. As you are changing them, you are changing your body. Before I realize your body. I mean, one day I saw a young lady, very pretty, pretty, pretty lady. Now she's looking like a 50-year-old woman. Why? Because the body has been depleted because of sin. And I pray that any kind of mentality that is leading you astray from the grace of the Lord, you shall arrest it and defeat it in Jesus' name. Never enjoy. Tell your neighbor, don't, don't play with sin. Grace! and sin 
They don't live in the same bedroom. You did what I said. I said grace and what? Sin. They don't live in the same bedroom. So don't be lying on a bed with a woman who is not your wife. And then thinking of the grace of the Lord. As I repent. Are you saying amen? Eh? Uh, you are making me aware. <laughs> you are making me aware. I see. Tell your neighbor, you didn't say amen. You are a suspect. You didn't say amen. You are a suspect. You, you, you. So you are a real suspect. Obu Anuma, you can't say we are not women anymore. Oh yes, I didn't chino. I said no, a chino, a chino, a chino. Until now, I don't know women anymore. Apostle, I thought you are teaching about understanding. Yes, this one too is understanding. You need to understand this one. Amen. Ask your neighbour. Hey, Ask your neighbour. Hey, repent. Amen. Amen. Are you in the house? Yeah. So understanding is key. Praise the Lord. Now, so repentance, you don't have to wait to even go through the second and the third type of understanding. What triggers repentance is as soon as you hear it and you become aware, as I repent. Repent. Change the way you are thinking. There are some people, they have heard all their message about giving. They give and the Lord will prosper you. Give. Apostle is looking for my money. Repent. Because let me tell you, if you don't repent. Bible says, he said, the stingy hand, Proverbs chapter 20 says, the, the stingy hand doesn't know that poverty awaits him. The stingy hand doesn't know that poverty awaits him. Can you imagine? That the one who is stingy. And he said, the one who casts upon the waters, you think you are wasting no? but you are gathering unto righteousness. May your giving bring you gathering. So you must repent about giving. Amen. Now, that is pretty straightforward. Now, I want to go into the second kind and the third. I'm going to spend some time on the third kind. But I want to now bring the second kind of understanding. So, the first kind of understanding is when you become aware. You perceive. Okay? Then you begin to think about it. Then when you receive the information like that, you receive the knowledge, you become aware, and then it triggers repentance. Amen? The second kind of um, understanding is what is in the Greek is called dianoia. Dianoia. D-I-A-N-O-I-A. Dianoia. Now, the first is, is, is two words together. The first word is dia. D-I-A. It means separation. So dia and then noia. Remember the first one? So now you have become aware. When you became aware of knowledge, in your mind you begin to separate the thoughts in your mind now you begin to analyze things in your mind are you getting it when you when you become aware whoa it, it has triggered repentance okay now thank god the next phase is when you now you begin to analyze what you have received in your mind so you start thinking okay you start thinking your thoughts you start thinking about what you have received. 
oh wow now this is my way of life this is how i'm thinking this is what i'm i, I now understand that things ought to be done are you getting it so the second kind of understanding is critical because that is the level where you stay on what you have received because someone will become aware of the knowledge right and then triggers repentance but leaves church and forget about everything that is why i asked you do you remember what we learned last week some few raised their hands if you stayed on what you received last week it would have been with you throughout the week and you would have come and then you forget nothing about it are you getting it so dianoia simply means the understanding that you now have you are now thinking about it you are now analyzing your thoughts in your mind so i have become aware now i'm thinking about it it is now controlling the way i think are you getting it now yes now now you are aware that as a young person you must you must keep yourself safe until you get married now okay you have received it you have become aware you didn't know now you are aware now you move to the next stage where you are thinking about it in other words you begin to eat all of the benefit you sip all of the benefit of the understanding you have received and you get to know what i'm teaching you so this level of understanding goes beyond you just becoming aware it is at that level where all of your mental agitations all of the thoughts is because of what you have become aware of are you get what i'm teaching you it is because of what you have become aware of ephesians chapter number four go to the next chapter ephesians chapter number four i'm reading verse number 17. this i say therefore and testify in the lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the world as the rest of the gentiles walk in the futility of their mind the word mind there is noose the first word noia okay look at verse 18 can we all read it together having their dianoia darking being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart so now the reason they are alienated is because their thinking is full of darkness full of wickedness that is what happened in Genesis chapter number 5 and chapter 6 no before God came to destroy the whole world Bible said that all of the thoughts of mankind were full of evil when they were thinking they are thinking who am i going to rob today when they are thinking they are thinking who am i going to steal from who am i going to lie to oh no today i'm going to lie when i'm asked this question i'm going to lie thinking thoughts is because they have been blinded i tell you i'm sorry you know i'm really really sorry but i realized that blindness is not good hey when god gave me that revelation and when i see those who are who are you know i can't even say it i feel something in my heart because let's say if you don't hear at least you can see you can move around your eyes is your compass and then if it is taken away from you imagine now you'll be dependent it's like 
Someone has to lead you. What if the person is leading you astray? That is the work of the devil. Now bring that one into the realm of the spirit. That is the work of the devil. So first of all, what the devil wants to do is to blind your heart. When he blinds you, now you don't you stop thinking in the light because if you are in the light, you know your way around. I love it so much. That revelation got to me. One day I was looking for something important in the room, and then ah, I, I struggled to find the thing, and I even got mad at myself that I could not find the thing. And the Holy Spirit just told me, said, ah, but you have not turned on the light. As soon as I turned on the light, could you imagine that the thing that I was looking for, it was right before me. Yet I could not find it because I was in darkness. Could you imagine? So darkness will make you go in circles. If you are in the dark, you go like this. Imagine you thinking in the dark. What can you plan? That is why those who are always thinking in darkness, all that they think, fornication, corruption, lying, stealing, bribe. You see all those things, the works of the flesh. That is how those who sit in darkness, they think. When you are in the light, you don't think like that. When you are in the light, you are thinking about love blessing people. You are thinking about helping people have a better life. You are thinking about joy, peace. You are thinking about patience. That is how in the light you think. So what is in your thought? What are you thinking about? Ask your neighbor, what are you thinking about? What you are thinking about will tell God what you have become aware of. Are you getting what I'm teaching you? Until you become aware of something, your thought will not be influenced by those things. It will be influenced by the things. See, ignorance can give you a thought. When you are ignorant about something, it can make you think in a particular sense. I'm telling you that, listen, you can live long in your physical body. I'm telling you. You have become aware of it. Why would you leave church and go and be thinking and be saying, telling people, oh, one day we all shall die. You see, you are still thinking out of ignorance. You are still thinking out of ignorance. You are blinded. I'm telling you that you are prosperous. You go and say, ah, tell you things are not going on well. You are thinking out of ignorance. Ignorance can make you think like you are wise. But before God, you are a fool. Are you getting what I'm teaching you? When you look at yourself, how do you value yourself? How do you look at yourself? Are you looking at yourself as someone who is nobody? Or you are looking at yourself as someone who is carrying the glory of God in Christ Jesus. How are you thinking about your life? What is controlling your thought pattern? That is our second level of understanding. When you have become aware of the glory of God in Christ Jesus for your life. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Ephesians. Okay, chapter 1 verse 3. It said, God has blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. You are becoming aware of that, yet you are thinking you are under a case. What is controlling what you are thinking? If darkness is controlling what you are thinking, then you cannot glorify God. But I know that you are a child of light. For you are not in darkness, you are in the light. And from today, the light will control what you are thinking. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, shout a good amen, somebody. Oh, your amen was suffering from question. Come shout a good amen hebrews chapter number eight 
Akarando Zobrata. Hebrews chapter number 8. I read verse number 10. Hebrews chapter number 8. I read verse number 10. It says, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their heart and i will be their god and they shall be my people now what god was telling was telling us that i said the day is going to come all of your thinking will be about my word what are you thinking is your is your thinking impacted by the word of god or your thinking is impacted by your emotions and feelings are you here with me are you hearing me oh why why are you why are you thinking ah no no apostle things are hard i don't understand i don't understand i've tried everything i don't understand ah so that's why you are thinking when we are sleeping the person saying my pillow is giving me what how will i be translated my pillow is giving me a reason to think so your thinking is coming from your pillow hey then those thoughts are bogus amen say my thoughts oh say it loud say my thoughts are full of the glory of god my thoughts are filled with light are filled with life they are filled with the power of god that's how you should be thinking go to second corinthians chapter number 10. second corinthians chapter number 10. praise the lord now i'm going to read from verse number three Second Corinthians chapter number 10 from verse number 3. Please open your Bible. Something important you will see it here. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Now, what are the strongholds? You are going to see the strongholds now. Look at them casting down argument and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when the obedience is fulfilled bringing every denial every thought all your thinking must be subject to Christ in other words you don't wake up in the morning and be thinking ah I am sick when you wake up in the morning and then you are finding some pain in your body your thought to go straight to Christ by his stripes I have been healed the moment you start thinking like that you will speak according to your thought and as soon as you speak according to your thought healing will come because the devil has brought the pain in your body so that you stop thinking according to christ and start thinking according to the pain but god doesn't want you to think according to the pain he wants you to think according to christ praise the lord too many believers they, they are allow the thoughts of the enemy to cloud their mind 
That is why they are working in unforgiveness. That is why they are working in pain, bitterness. They are working in offense because the devil has succeeded in capturing their thoughts and making them think that, hey, this person offended you. Make sure you don't talk to that person. Look at what Jesus said. Jesus said, if someone sins against you, how many times? Or how many times? Seventy. Seven times how many? Seven. When you calculate it, how many times? One hundred and what? Seventy-seven times seven is what? My mathematician, engineers, doctors, professors. Eh, don't pull your phone and calculators. <laughs> seventy-seven times seven. Hey, my first class student. Uh-huh. Uh, five hundred and what? Yeah, my boy. <laughs> Amen. He said, when somebody offends you, a total of five hundred and what? Thirty-nine. Forgive the person. One person offending you five hundred and thirty-nine times, and then what about I'm sorry, forgive him. Obey yes, ah, five hundred and thirty-nine. Forgive. How many of us have been offended 539 times before? If you are here like that, raise your hand so that I can pray for you. Because it means that I ask for you, you need special prayers. <laughs> How many of you have someone offended you 539 times? Please come forward, let me pray for you. Are you that person offended you once? Say you will not talk to the person again. Master, repent. Are you getting what I'm teaching you? Repent. So God wants your thoughts to be filled with Christ. Live a life of no offense. Tell your neighbor, live a life of no offense. A lot of believers are offended, walking offended. My mind is full of Christ. My thoughts occupied by Christ. Whatever I think about must glorify Christ. What you are thinking must glorify Christ. A believer, oh, Charlie, you are in church. I have seen some before. In fact, the person was a pastor. Was sitting next to me in church. And the Holy Spirit prompted me that, turn to your right and have a look. When I turned to my right, a pastor was in church. On WhatsApp, chatting with another lady. Who was not his wife. Whilst the man of God was teaching. And whilst I was busy receiving the word and taking my note and I was enjoying the revelation, the Holy Spirit interrupted and said, look at what is going on. And I turned and I said, hey, pastor. And I looked at his face. I didn't say, and I said, Lord, let me focus on my word. And I said, I said, enjoying my message. I said, ah. So when we close, when we close the service and the, and the pastor shook my hands and I looked at him again. I said, Lord, have mercy. I couldn't say anything, but Charlie, I didn't know, I didn't, hey, you are in church. I didn't shock him in. In church, the word is coming, and you're on your WhatsApp. Cha, 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 cha. Where are you? Oh no, I'm in the house. Ah, didn't you go to church? No, no, no. But we are in church. Oh, can we miss today? Oh no, I'll meet you in the next 30 minutes. Then you realize that the person was out of church. Your thought is occupied by darkness. When your thought is occupied by darkness, 
you find you see like the please forgive me like the blind who doesn't know where he's going as soon as your mind is occupied with the darkness the devil will hold your hands you are going 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 and the devil will say ah, i arrived i have brought you here this is your church your church is a hotel room your church is a mutual joint on sunday morning your church is washing your clothes on sunday morning is that your church when it comes to me and church and the things of god nothing comes first my mind is made up my mind is made up sunday and about about sorry for one job and this is all i was super cool sorry sunday and up and then the devil come children obey your parents in the lord for this is right honor <laughs> your father and mother so that it shall be well with you for this one comes with a promise okay let me go and pound the fufu i'm obeying my parents in the lord <laughs> amen but from today your thoughts shall be filled with the gospel your thinking shall be filled with light your mind shall be occupied with the glory of the lord in the name of jesus shout a good amen somebody god wants your mind first peter chapter number one first peter chapter number one first peter chapter number one i read verse number three i read verse number three sorry first peter chapter one verse number three he said blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again according to a living hope through the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible are you getting it to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and and that does not fade away now go down to verse number 13 after you have heard this word imagine now go to verse 13 therefore get up the loins of your mind be sober rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to that is to be brought to you at the revelation of jesus christ look at what he says he said we have been begotten into a living hope then he went on to say he said get up the loins of your mind in other words let your thinking now be because of the hope that you have in christ when you wake up in the morning whoa i'm a child of life everything is working for my good you don't wake up in the morning thinking Charlie, i am going to hustle no take away that kind of thinking what do you mean you're going to hustle you don't hustle as a child of god have you seen the child of a rich man hustling before do you know what it means to hustle ah, daddy uh, my my um upkeep money is exhausted okay 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 uh, give me 10 minutes i'm transferring some money Pam, ten thousand dollars daddy thank you god bless you i've received it anytime my son if you need more come for more that is how god deals with us but you some of you don't know you are having the mentality of hustling it is the blessing of the lord that makes us rich and it has it has no hustling hard work to it May you never hustle again in your life. 
uh, you are not in church. I said, you will never hustle again in your life. You will never struggle to make it in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Too many people are thinking, let me go and hustle small. Let me go and hustle small. Let me go and hustle. Let me... What do you mean you're going to hustle? Say, there's no hustling in the kingdom of God. I say, say it after me. There's no hustling in the kingdom of God. There's no hustling. We will pray under the blessing. And because of the blessing, we receive glorious things effortlessly. Are you here with me? Yeah. That is why when I come to church, you know, yesterday I was telling my wife, I said, listen, I've come to realize that me, after I teach like this, you know that when I go back and I'm listening to the message of God, the message that I have taught, that is when I get more revelation. And that is when I even get blessed the more. The Holy Spirit told me some weeks ago, he said, after you have finished teaching, you to go and sit down and listen to what you taught. Because as I am talking like this, I don't even know what I'm teaching you. I don't know because I'm receiving it. But when I go and sit down, I say, hey, I was reading, I was reading a book I once wrote. As soon as I saw that, I was, I was just going through it. I said, wow, did I write this? Did all of this come from me? What are you thinking about? Ashwani, but what are you thinking about? Right now, what are you thinking about? Even right, right now, right now, what are you thinking about? Let, let him or her tell you what he or she is thinking. What are you thinking? Get answer. Get answer. Get answer. Get the answer. What are you thinking? Let them tell, say something. What are you, tell, tell your neighbor what are you thinking right now. You see, they can't say anything. They are thinking about Mutu. What are you thinking about? Don't think about Mutu. Let your mind be here. Amen. We have been called into a living hope. See a living hope. The hope is that if you believe that oh a year by now you become a billionaire master that hope is not dead though. it's not dead it's a living one it shall come to pass in jesus name i made up my mind i said father by your grace i will intentionally raise billionaires in this church i will intentionally raise billionaires in this church i will intentionally raise people when the world see them they'll give god the glory you are one of them I say you are one of them. I say you are one of them. In the mighty name of Jesus. That is why when you wake up in the morning, don't think that I'm a poor person. No, you are not poor. If God can pick people from negative bank balance to handsome bank balance, your story can be better in Jesus' name. Amen, somebody. So let your thinking be full of Christ. I get what I'm saying. The things that Jesus has brought you. For example, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. He said, The grace of the Lord, He became poor so that we, we can become rich. Why are you thinking that you are a poor person? Oh, how, how, is, how is everything going on in your life? Ah, How can you talk like that as a child of God? You can talk like that as a child of God. How is everything? Oh, by the grace of the Lord, I'm shining, I'm prospering. Maybe that time that you are talking like that, Charlie, even a CD may not be in your pocket. And you are speaking out of your knowledge that you have in Christ Jesus. You are not speaking based on the knowledge of your pocket. You are speaking based on who you are in Christ. That is why when we read 2 Corinthians chapter 10, it said, every thought which tries to rise up against the knowledge of Christ, what should you do? Bring it down. Thought of sickness, bring it down. Thought of hardship, bring it down. 
thought of whatever. Bring it down. As soon as any thought is coming to you, which does not align to the glory of God in Christ Jesus, what do you do? Bring it down. I don't think like that. I will never think like that. I think to glorify God. My thoughts are glorifying God. My thoughts are blessed. Say, my thoughts are sanctified. Say, my thoughts are sanctified. Say it, say it. My thoughts are sanctified. From today, when you are thinking, God will be happy. God will be pleased by your thoughts. Now, God looks at the heart. What are you thinking about? Imagine you are thinking, ah, today I will not go to church. Hey, hey. How can you think like that? Abomination. Some of us, you know, me, iron, we, we, we will iron our dress nights before or two nights before. We are so eager to come to church. Somebody is also thinking, what excuse will I give to my choir leader not to come to church? What, 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 can, I, what can I say? And then you are thinking, and then the excuse will come. And then you say, oh, thank you, Lord. Ah, it's not from God. God will never give you any excuse for you not to go to church. Rather say, thank you, Satan. And then your, your choir leader calls you. Why are you not in church? Hey, you have no idea what is wrong with me. Please pray for me. Hey. <laughs> May your thoughts be sanctified in Jesus' name. Master, we are planning one week ahead. What we are going to church to do? That's what we are thinking. Any thought which is not of Christ from today when they come, I block it. I block it in Jesus' name. Block it. He said, let the weak say, I am strong. He didn't say, let the weak say, I am weak. So that I can get some help. No, 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 no. When you are weak, say, I am strong. In other words, when you are sick, don't say, I am sick. Don't say it. I am healed in Jesus' name. See, if you don't say it, how is it like they say it in Chi one ton yari on your way through? So then you pick your phone. Tell it. This is here, my own name will be our sister. Yeah, and to me, I am a CCA doctor. Hey, and you call this one. Tell it this problem, not to have any solution. The solution is in Christ. Say the solution is in Christ. You wake up in the morning when one day I, I'm telling you this the true story happened to me. One day I woke up in the morning. Ah, as soon as I woke up from bed, my waist locked. Ah, huh. devil, you a liar! I couldn't stretch stretch myself like this. I woke up I was like, ah, it was so painful. I wanted to call mommy, and the Holy Ghost said, "Hey, you know what to do." Then I changed my thought. Then I placed my hand there like this. I said, "In the name of Jesus." out for my body when i declared it once the thing was still there i said in this problem of waste pain demons of waste pain i command you to go I laid my hands i hit my waist shook myself two minutes ah, uh -huh. i felt good up to today demon of waste pain has never come again any demon that is troubling your body today i command that demon to leave you right now in the name of jesus from the crown of your head to the source of your feet i command that devil to leave you no more space in your body 
Some of you are pumping in it. Pumping it. I am a son. I said, Mihune Muyam, fine. Mihune Muyam, fine. I said, Miario. I said, Mihune Muyan, I'll say, Baja. I said, Miario, Mihune Muyam, fine. Who best up, but just some who know what we Amen. You declare in the name of Jesus. In the spirit. Every, those things are caused by demons. In the name of Jesus. Because the power is the name that is above every other name. When you mention that name, every demon must bow. With this thought, that demon that wants you to praise him by saying, Hey, I have a headache. Hey, I have this. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, you know, because I am a lot of the time behind my laptop, I woke up one morning and this man left eye. Severe pains, excruciating pains. I said, Ah, I'm from this demon. Why never be a mother tempting me? I said, Where about your dear? When I went to take my shower, it took me 30 minutes before I started taking my shower. I said, In the name of Jesus, I command you. Then I went, you know, I went beyond just the pain. And I said, if you have been sent to break my eye, any kind of eye disease, whether cataract, glaucoma, whatever, I stop you. Pastor, I wasn't joking, no. I wasn't joking. Declared it in the morning. The pains went down. It didn't completely go. It went down. Afternoon, I wasn't supposed to bath. I went back to the bathroom. Because I didn't want anybody to distract me. I went back into the bathroom. I said, you must leave my eyes alone today, today, today. My goodness. I went again into another ammunition. I was shouting in the bathroom. And I realized that the pain went down another level. I said, no. I don't want you to reduce your position. You better leave my eyes alone. I'm using my eyes to type. I'm using my eyes to do so many things. You want to disturb my peace? In the evening when I was going to take my last shower for the day. Haka told me. I said, in the name of Jesus. Haka. God said, Jesus said, I have given you the keys. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Until you do it, heaven is looking at you. Ah, say something there. Do something. I said, these keys, I will use it. In the evening when I went, mommy came and said, still giant, I said, giant, 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 in the name of Jesus, I refuse to a place in my eye. So I'm speaking to you now, that pain disappeared. Because what I'm thinking, I should have just, if I was thinking like the way of the world, I should have just go and book Robert and Sons. Charlie, tomorrow morning I'm coming for I check. You call and swear. My mom is spare, so my mom you drew. Because you don't go to the hospital and don't spend money. But by all means, they will give you para. You go and buy something. That money, I saved it. Eh? I remember when my, my daughter came, Daddy, I want to buy this. I said, the money i will not give my money to the devil anything the devil is using to steal your money whether hospital bills whether pays today i block it in jesus name i block it in jesus name the devil will not use any hospital bill to be stealing your money in jesus mighty name your thought your thought i guess what i'm saying your thought this is how you begin to think in the spirit i can it a spiritual person doesn't think I am sick. Think I am healed. Isaiah said, By his stripes, you are healed. Peter said, By his stripes, you were pastors healed. 
If I was healed, why am I sick? Then I allowed it. I'm not thinking to die. I'm not thinking that anyone will die. I'm thinking like Christ. Jesus died for me. He died physically for me. If he did it for me, if me, he died for me physically. Me. Come on. Physical death lie, lie not in my camp. I'm serious. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Yes, some of you want to die. Fine. You still go to heaven. But some of us, we want to live in this body. We have a lot of things to do. We want to bless the generations with the gospel. We want to preserve the sanctity of the gospel. Me, I want to teach the gospel ah, to Jesus' camps. That is the reason I want to live long. Not because I want to live long. So I say, I have a purpose. I want to bless people with the gospel. I love teaching the word of God. I want to live long so that my children, children, and children, children will come. And their grand, grand, granddaddy is still teaching the word. And they will come and receive from me. And I'm teaching them the way of the Lord. And I'm directing them in the gospel. Are you here with me? A lot of the one of the reasons the church we are we are at where we are is because we lost our history. And when before it got to us, some people came on along the line and they intentionally distorted our history. So wh what we know, if not for the Bible, I'm telling you, a lot of us would have been lost. Thank God for the Bible. At least from the Bible, we're able to see certain things that happened even in Jesus' time. Are you here with me? Stop thinking evil. Think righteousness. Some the righteousness of God. You are not a sinner. Stop thinking I'm a sinner. I'm the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus, I, I am before God and I'm pleasing him. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say my mind. Put your hands on your hands. Say my mind is sanctified. My thoughts are sanctified. From today, I think as Christ. Amen. That's it. when you go home read Ephesians chapter number 2 verse 3 when I say read make sure you read so I want to now move to the third kind of understanding so the first one is when you become aware the second one is when the awareness becomes your thought pattern the way you think I mean you don't come to church and you'll be sleeping what kind of thought is that? it's not from God it's not from God now the third one is, is even more crucial. Now, the third kind of understanding is what in the Greek we call sunesis. Sunesis. Spell it the same way I pronounced it. Sunesis. It is, you see, it's also made up of two words. Soon. Not S-O-O-N. Soon. Su, su. S-U-N. Let me help you. Some of you write S-O-O-N. S-U-S. Soon means with. Okay? It means all together. Right? And then the last word, the nurses comes from the word hear mine. Hear mine means, okay, to send. So what sunesis simply means bringing together. When you put all the pieces of the puzzle together, there's a thought, okay? There's a way of understanding where now you, you've now, you bring all the thoughts together. Now, you are able to, you see, relate 
Okay, theories with objects. Now I'm, I'm able to bring everything together. It is at that stage where I know, okay, understanding has matured so much that I can relate my thought to things around me. So Nessus is that level of understanding where you can relate all of your thoughts. You bring all the pieces together and then you can relate it with things. How many of you do physics? You do physics. You do physics. Uh, you remember velocity. Velocity, I'm giving you a, an example. Velocity, distance over time. Or change of distance over change of time. Right? Now, you've gone to school. You have learned, you, you, you didn't know before you, you, you tackled the subject of velocity. You never knew that there was anything called velocity. You never knew that we could calculate speed. It's the same. It's like calculating speed. It's that kind of calculation that goes into when you're manufacturing a car. See, when you say the car is going at uh, 80 kilometers per hour, the speed and all of that is, is velocity. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even though I know from my physics class that there's a slight difference between velocity and speed, but they essentially mean the same thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? All right. You have gone to school, you have learned that velocity can give you an outcome of speed. You became aware. First, you were not aware. You have become aware of it. Alright, good. Wow. Now, when you are preparing for an examination, you start thinking. You are not talking about the formula for velocity. You are thinking about it. So you write, you know, the v average velocity. Today, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going back to the classroom. Average velocity, you know, over this, this. Then you are memorized, thinking about the formula. And then you are doing some calculations in your mind. Now, you have moved from noia, awareness, becoming aware of the formula and what velocity is. And then you have moved to dianoia. Where now you are thinking about the formula, calculations and everything about it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, synesis now comes in. When, when you are sitting at the examination and they ask you a question, a random question, a car is traveling at a speed of 40 kilometers per hour. At a distance, this, 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 this. That's how you write the question of velocity. Calculate the change of this, 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 this. And they have given you a question like this. Now, they did not say calculate velocity. They will not ask you to calculate velocity. But by you looking at the question, you know that at this question, I can use the formula of velocity to answer it. Are you getting what I'm teaching you? I'm just giving you an example so that you understand it well. So now, a question has come in real life. What are you going to do with what you have understood? What you do is that you take what you became aware of, you take what you were thinking of, and then apply it. Okay? So, synesis is that understanding that helps you in the application of your knowledge in your conduct, in your life. Amen, somebody. So, Nessus is that level of understanding in which all the knowledge God has given you, you can apply it. It is applied understanding. So, Nessus is applied what? Understanding. There's, there is a, a verse in the Bible that clearly explains what I have said. And we're going to read it. 
Matthew chapter number 13. Matthew chapter number 13. I want to read the, the explanation of the parable of the sower. Amen. Are you there? Alright, let's all, we're going to read it from verse 18. We are looking at Sunesis. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, and does not have sunesis or does not sunesis it then the wicked one comes and snatches away that which was sown in their heart this is he who receives seed by the wayside now it is so important in other words the word that the devil is is trying to steal from you is that word when you heard it yes you became aware of it yes you became conscious of it you became you you started thinking about it but it is that word you never made use of let me repeat it the word that the devil can steal from you is that word after you heard it you never put it to use you never practice it you never applied it so because you didn't apply it the devil came and stole it from you so it is not enough to be aware of the word it is not enough for you to be thinking of the word. But most importantly, you have to apply it. You have to use it. You have to make use of the word. Until you use it, the devil come and steal from you. Are you here with me? Like, we quote it. By the signs of Jesus, we have been healed. You are aware of that, that scripture. And then I, I just shared my example with you. You woke up in the morning, you are not feeling well in your body. What should you do? You have to apply that understanding. Until you apply that understanding, the devil will come and steal it from your heart. But he knows the moment you make use of the word, there's healing. So he's waiting. Okay, you have heard the word. Will you do it? That is why James said, he said, we should be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself in other words if you hear the word as i'm teaching you right now and you don't do it you are rather deceiving yourself you are not deceiving god you are not deceiving me you are deceiving yourself because doing the word will bring you a result let's read on um it says he went on to say that verse 20 but he will receive the seed on stony places this is he who hears the word and immediately receive it with joy yet he has no root in himself but endures only for a while for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word immediately he stumbles did you see that so these are people when they hear the word they become, they become aware of the word they receive the word like they receive the word with joy but the word has no root in them they, they, they have not reached the level of sunesis because when the thing has gained root in you you will now apply it are you here with me hello alright now verse 22 now he who receives seed among the tongues is he who hears the word 
and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful can we all read verse 23 together i want to go but he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and soonest it who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold some 60 some 30. praise the lord so hearing the word is not just for the purpose of you hearing so that you do it he said the one who bears fruit is the one who does the word are you not getting the thing now this is the highest form of understanding the highest form of understanding is when you see yourself doing what you heard i came here and i i taught you how many benefits of evangelism i gave you a countless number of benefits of evangelism you heard the message Oh, you were happy that day. I remember. You heard it. Now, you are not preaching. You are not evangelizing. Meaning that you have not reached the realm of sunesis. Until you see yourself doing that word you heard, you will not bear fruit. See yourself preaching to someone and see if that person will not follow you to church. When you see someone following, to your church, to, following you to church, it means that you are bearing fruit. Are you getting what I'm teaching you? anything you do with the word and then you get a result is sunesis meaning that you properly understand it like i use the example of the physics topic of velocity for you if the question came to you in examination and then you applied the formula and then when the result came you got it correct you have bad fruit it shows that you understood the topic are you getting what i'm teaching you but if you don't use it and you don't get any result it means that you never understood it yes you, you became aware of it maybe you thought about it but the level of understanding the holy spirit wants you to have is when you put to work what you are hearing am i teaching am i teaching until you put to work what you are hearing you have not reached the highest level of understanding why should you pray we give you all the reasons you should come for prayer meeting. You don't come. You are not putting to work the word. Amen. Now, you, if you are not feeling well in your body, have you tried to lay your hands on yourself and cast that demon out for that demon not to leave? You have not tried it. You have not tried it. When you never, when you were not feeling well, the first thing you thought of, let me go and see the doctor. That is what you understood to do so when you did that the doctor told you Charlie what do you mean how can your race be inside of you and be depleted are you getting what I'm teaching you that is what you wanted to hear so now you hear you heard it and after hearing it you say hey, man of God the doctor said who, who took you to the doctor in the first place? Did I? I'm telling you, if anyone is even feel, not feeling well in his or her body, the first place you should come is the church. As a child of God, your first way of thinking is, the name of the Lord can heal me. Let me apply it. You get what I'm saying? And that is what the devil wants to take away from you. He doesn't want you to apply the word. He knows that until you apply the word, you will not see the glory of God. 
the glory of god is not just for memorization the scriptures the word of god is not just for you to memorize oh john 3 16 now continue blah, 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 blah. no 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 it's not about that it's not about memorization it's about doing until you do the word you will not see the glory of god matthew chapter 4 i want to show you this in a very perfect picture matthew chapter number 4 I want us to read the temptation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter number 4. I read from verse number 1. He said, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 49, afterwards he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So, how are you supposed to live your life? By every word. So, when you wake up in the morning and you are going to the office, you are supposed to walk and live by the word. When you come home, you are supposed to live by the word. Are you getting it? At the marketplace, you are supposed to live by the word. In your university, you are supposed to live by the word. In your hostel, you are supposed to live by the word. What are you doing? With the word of God you have heard. Satan wanted Jesus to do something with his word. Jesus said, I don't do things according to your word. Even though he quoted the scriptures. Satan cannot come and tell you to do something from God. The fact that it's scripture doesn't mean you do it. No. You hear from your father. Live by the word. Tell your neighbor, live by the word. You don't have any way to live again. You don't have the way of living where you know you just do anything like no 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 what you do is that god what are you saying concerning my life what do you want me to do for you this is how i live i live by the standard of the word i do it i literally do it if the word says i should pray i wake up and i pray you are there the holy spirit said begin to pray i told you the story of this woman who she was in town i told you before she was in town shopping and then the holy spirit said said to her pray right now pray right now stop whatever you're doing and pray in, in the, at the market so what she did was that she looked for she said a bus stop and she went to sit down at the bus stop she started praying tongues she said the spirit of the lord came so mighty upon her that she didn't even realize where she was she prayed in tongues cut off for like two minutes intense prayer then she felt relieved in her spirit she went back continued with her shopping when she got home not knowing armed robbers had come to their area and into her house. Everything the armed robbers took, they left everything in her home. And then when she asked the neighbors, the neighbor said, Yes, I confirm by how they stole everything about from us. And when they came to your place, they ran out. Imagine she did not do the word at that material moment. She too should have been a victim of the devil. I declare over your life that from today you will never be a victim of the devil i say you shall never be a victim of the devil you shall never be a victim of the devil you shall do the word in jesus name it is the doing of the word that will make you produce fruit if you want to bear spiritual fruit do the word tell your neighbor do the word this is the highest level of understanding are you getting what i'm teaching you this is the highest level of understanding 
Let me give you my own example. What has happened right now? What is the time? Yes. We are still expecting the man of God to come. But do you know something? Last two days, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, get your message ready. Imagine I said the man of God will come. And I didn't get ready. I gave it two hours. But just as two hours. But Tim Fifi's I say upon your coffee. I'm giving you a typical example. This morning when I was coming, I spoke to him and said, Apostle, I'll come, but I have to go and do my COVID test because of the time. You can't blame him that he's not yet in. Because that test might maybe work for her and all of that. We are praying that he will come, but we can't wait for him forever. It's not the case. Yeah. So imagine I did not do the word. I will not be bearing fruit teaching you three kinds of understanding. I would have said, Charlie, let's play the video of last week. Maybe we can be explaining it, explaining it, explaining it. I'm just trying to bring your mind that the highest form of understanding is when you find yourself doing what you know. Until you get to that point of applying what you have understood, you don't understand. Are you getting what I'm teaching you? Yes. Give. If you see yourself giving, then you understood that giving is important. Pray. If you find yourself praying, then understanding came. Are you getting what I'm teaching you? If you see yourself evangelizing to people, then you understand that evangelism is the key of, of salvation. Whatever you are not doing, you don't understand. If you find yourself doing something in the kingdom of darkness, you understand that one more than what you understand. The Bible says we should not get angry. You find yourself getting angry all the time. You understand something that is not of God. But that's what you are doing. I would say we should forgive. Why are you not forgiving? Because you never understood forgiveness. And I pray that understanding has come. Are you here with me? I say understanding has come. Colossians chapter 1. Book of Colossians. Colossians. Chapter number 1. I read verse number 9. It says, For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that, that, ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That is my prayer for you today. That you shall be filled with spiritual understanding. I, I, I'm not hearing an amen. I say that you shall be filled with spiritual understanding. That you may work, work worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. You shall be fruitful after today. After this message, you are going home being fruitful in Jesus' name. I say you shall be fruitful. Everybody shall see your work and give God the glory. Your mind, everything, the application in your life shall be full of the wisdom of God. In the name of Jesus. So today I have brought you three kinds of understanding. The first one is Noah. Noah from the Greek word news. And it means to become aware. Say awareness. And then I went to Dianoia. Dianoia, after you have become aware, you be, now begin to think about it. When you go home, don't stop thinking about the word that you have heard. And then from Dianoia, you, you move towards Sunesis. Say Sunesis. 
Sunesis is when you begin to apply the word in your life. When you hear the message, you now begin to apply it. You begin to do it. And as soon as you do it, what's going to happen is that you're going to see your life bearing spiritual fruit. Amen. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.